Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We are to wild and crazy Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. July 21st, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Roll Head. Roll 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 Show. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your hump day, Wednesday morning. Appreciate you joining us to listen to some radio. Right before we came on the air, Roush said, wonder what we'll talk about today. lot to get to. Lots yes. of different uh, stories and angles and takes, and I've been out for two days, so uh, I even have a few stocked up and saved, and we're we're gonna we're gonna have a good time. Roush, how is Alabama? It uh, is fine. I'm a little. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, let's just put it this way. Yesterday was a very crazy day. And whenever I went to podcast with Luckett after the crazy day, my words just weren't really working that well. So I'm hoping my words start working today because it came out just like blah, 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 blah. But you know what? We got a good, we got a decent night. So I'm not going to say good night because I had to stay up late to watch uh, the finals. Yeah, you're, you're, uh, it's early for you. It's, you're six o'clock. It's even an earlier radio start time for you. So mm-hmm. it makes for makes for long days. So appreciate your sacrifice. Thank you. You know, it's it's the little things that I'm willing to do for our lovely listeners at Kentucky Roll Call. So I better not get any suckets on that text line, texters. Yeah, no. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Definitely do not tell me to suck it. Yeah. Justin Kalen, how are you? I am. I'm okay. I'm here. I'm a little tired. My arm is killing me today. I'm. I'm gonna go to the doctor, guys. Did you not schedule an appointment yesterday? You said you were gonna call him. I scheduled one, but we'll see if it actually pans out or not. I scheduled one at a normal doctor. I feel like I need to probably go to a hand and arm specialist. I think the normal doctor sends you there, though. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't, don't think. I wanna, yeah, but I want to skip that step. I want to skip the middleman in this scenario. But yeah, what if that's not like how it the, works? What What if that doctor is like, "Oh, well, here's what we'll do. I don't need to send you to the specialist where you're going to pay, you know, two k or something." Then that would be phenomenal. But I just I don't see that being the scenario. It but hurts. you, okay, all right. Uh, I think you know the specialists are a little more expensive. At this, a lot more. At this point, I just want my right arm back so I can play some golf. Hmm. You try to stop being a baby about it. I have, yes, and I think that's what's ultimately made it worse. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Spoken like a true baby. No, you should uh, should have went to the doctor. Maybe just shortly after it happened. Uh, maybe you should go to the doctor just overall a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> That's coming from somebody that had to be like forced into uh, annual checkups. But hey, one's better than none. Once a year, better than zero times a year. There we go. Yeah. So, uh, what else did I miss over the last couple of days? I, I I had next to no service. There was like one spot in the house where you could connect to the internet, but with as many people were staying there, it uh, it just 
without service for, for multiple, multiple days, or just again, occasionally if I was sitting in the right spot in the house, I could connect to the Wi-Fi. But uh, so when I didn't have service, you couldn't pull up different websites or whatever, but if something was already pulled up, you know, obviously it was still there. So one source of entertainment without much context, because I couldn't download the podcast was reading the text line just because it was already, it was already there. I, and, uh, so, you know, once the show was over, there wasn't more text coming into it. But uh, so I, I got to kind of the outline of what I missed. But anything, any specifics, Roush? Oh, man, the big thing is Trevor just every once in a while, the big guy comes in with just the worst take you've ever heard. And man, uh, Giannis, the Bucks can't win at all because Giannis is not elite. Or uh, Justin, let's qu- I just remember he was dogging on Giannis, saying he wasn't good enough because he didn't have enough good guard skills, right? It was something along that, that those lines. Yeah, he said – so Trevor was saying that Giannis was not the best player on the floor in that series, basically because he's no good from three. Right. And then, uh, yeah, well, I, I don't think he was saying that last night there, Terry. That's a pretty dumb take. Yeah. He, he also had another one where he said – Drew Holiday is an occasional NBA all-star, but he's average. I was like, wait, <laughs> what? Occasional all-stars are not average NBA players. Sorry. Yeah, it sounds like the Trevor Kelsey special uh, <laughs> where he just has his opinion and no facts, stats, or majority is going to have him budge. And the more you try, the more he gets entrenched in that line of thinking – and uh, at times it's hilarious. Other times it's frustrating. So, yeah, that, that sounds like a pretty terrible take. The Milwaukee Bucks, world champions, they win the NBA. I, I stayed up for it, um, but not not a lot of total drama there mm-hmm. late. Uh, kind of like a six-point buffer game. It seemed like every time the Suns would get it to four, the, the Bucks would have an answer. And uh, that, that was that. Devin Booker, I'm sure he'll get some other chances, but – it, it did seem Not a like, great game for him. Yeah, it seems like once the Bucks got back to to Milwaukee, it was that they Man. they tied up the series, and then they obviously they got that big road win over the weekend down in Phoenix, and and they they that scene, whoa, that's that was pretty nuts. Mm-hmm. I'm sure uh, uh, I'm sure that was quite the party going into the wee hours of the night in Milwaukee. Uh, it, it was funny, Terry. So after the game, look at nah. We went belly up at a bar and watched the game there. It was, it was a pretty rowdy atmosphere, but it it was funny. After I, I was driving on my way home, and you know, one of those late night sports talk hosts was just, you know, I hope they get a chance to celebrate it. The Lakers didn't really get to do it. I hope the Bucks do. It's like, dude, are you did you not see? Are you were you not watching? Like the I don't know, hundred thousand people outside of the arena going crazy. It's it's a pretty good party. Um, but it was uh, it was not a it, it, not a good game for Devin Booker. Chris Paul looked a little bit hobbled, but Booker eight of twenty two, zero of seven from three. He just he was off last night. Uh, Jake Crowder only hit a couple threes. Aiden, man, for as good as Aiden played early in the series, Giannis really did get in his head, and I think it all goes back to that block he had. And that's what I think makes Trevor's takes even more ridiculous is that. He made them after Giannis had multiple 40-point games and then had one of the craziest blocks in finals history that really swung the series. I mean, 
if so, if, if Aiton makes that dunk, the Suns probably win Game Four and then end the series in five. Yeah, it's uh, that was that was the play of the series. Although there was some other candidates as the series continued, but that that was it. That was the biggest one. There's no doubt about it. So is uh, Trevor's point? Goodness gracious! Yeah, like, wouldn't that almost be more of a compliment to to Giannis that like he is not the most amazing three point shooter, but he still can find a way to drop a 50 burger in a closeout NBA finals game. And he is like, that's how good of a defender he is. And that's how good he is in the interior is that despite in a league that everybody says you have to be a shooter to be good, he's still debatably the best player despite not being an elite outside shooter. Yep. Wouldn't, wouldn't that, wouldn't that be, <laughs> wouldn't that be a feather in the cap instead of a, uh, something against him? Well, and then it almost like out of spite, he made 17 of 19 free throws in the closeout game too. Yeah. So like got him if, a 50 burger, you know, <laughs> if, if shooting was such a hampered him so much, such a deterrent, if you will, then he'd stink, but he's still unbelievable. Like he, he was still clearly the most impactful and best player on the floor. And seems like uh seems like an awesome dude too. Like seems to really embrace where he's at in his career, what he's been able, what he's been gifted, what he's worked for. And it seems like a good, seems like a good dude. That was a likable Bucks team in an NBA mm-hmm. era where it's easy to kind of, especially as a Kentucky fan, because you may say, Oh, somebody went to this college. I don't really like them. But uh, the Bucks for the most part, pretty, pretty likable. Well, Let me, well, well, excluding well, Chris Middleton, because Locke has just made me want to cheer against every Virginia player that's ever played at Virginia. So uh, there, there's my one exclusion. Hmm. Suck it, Locke. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, did uh, did that? Does it have to do anything with Chris Middleton not playing for Virginia, though? Played for Virginia, right? No, he played for A and M. No, Chris Middleton did not play Texas A and M. Um, yes, he did. What? Yeah, played uh, against Kentucky. As a matter of fact, wait, wait, win? Wait, really? No. Uh, what do you do? You want me to say he, Chris Middleton, the basketball player, played for A and M. And he may he may have not played against Kentucky. I think that was the year before. But uh, wow! So I, good thing I didn't cheer that hard against Chris Middleton. You think a cow guy? Maybe they look alike. <laughs> I, I guess it's probably the uh, the the who is the good? Oh man, I'm bad with the names too. The wing that was a top fifteen pick on their championship team, or maybe even the team before that. I, why would I get those two guys confused? I don't. Man, I thought he went to Virginia for Mamadou, Mamadou Dikite? No, the guy who actually got he got drafted. He was I a high know, draft pick. I, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Gosh. Uh, yeah, Roush, you idiot. See, and this is why I was worried about my brain today. But we're we're firing through. We're firing through, Walker. We can. Uh, we'll just cut that part out of the podcast. Okay, thanks, Justin. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, well, that that, will, that little editing magic. Uh, only the 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 early bird live listeners will catch that goof uh, here on Kentucky Roll Call. Would you all have wanted to be in that crowd outside the arena? That looked miserable to me. No Hell fun. no. Hell no. <sighs> yeah, I mean, 
I don't like watching games of teams that I care about just in a bar with people. I can't imagine watching it with that many people. I I would probably do the thing where I would want to watch nearby so I could get there as soon as the game ended as quickly as possible. But no way I'm standing up to watch a basketball game for three hours. Yeah, like I know there's the shot of only the one porta pot, and I'm sure that that was just and like I'm I, I would like to think you know if the camera just would have turned. 70 degrees to the right, we would have saw more. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was the only porta pot. Um, I, I retweeted the tweet, but it I'm out on that. Uh, even if there was accessible bathrooms, too many people, way too many people. Where's everybody going after the game? Like, are you getting in your cars and going home? What's the traffic looking like there? Uh, that looked like a more concentrated, like, thunder over Louisville instead of people being all along the riverfront it was all just around that arena and i i I don't maybe this is like my first sign of me being old but i I did not that did not look interesting to me uh the it it reminded me of the nfl draft in nashville the thing about the draft though is you're you're there more for the party like you don't you really only pay attention that were going to the game were probably there for the party too no no but you know, like the game is something you really have to like. If I'm a, a true Bucks fan, I've got to be locked into it. The draft, you, your team's like, oh, we're up. All right, time to pay attention. You know, like it's a little bit different kind sure. of event. Um, yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. You're right about that. And also, you know, the way it was set up in Nashville, you had a million bars. Just you, you could, if you need to go to the bathroom, go inside one of those bars if you can. I, I. I it seemed like the Bucks. it was just all outside. I guess maybe they could have had restaurants and whatnot opened up around the arena that you could use. But that was another thing. Similar to the one shot of the porta potty, the wife showed me one, and it was like, all right, here's the TV. Watch this drone, you know, zoom out. It's like, where would these people in the back be watching the game? Would it be way, you know, it was mm-hmm. very limited TV coverage. I guess you could have pulled it up on your phone, but that also doesn't seem as ideal as, like, a friend's house or a basement somewhere. I guess if you live downtown, it could be cool because at that point you could just always walk close to home. That arena is really nice. It's relatively new, and they've got a pretty cool little district down there. But, yeah, I, that, that was making me anxious just seeing those, those shots. That was a <laughs> – uh, those. I mean, that was probably 100,000 people. Mm-hmm. Every bit of it. But you know what, though? They got rewarded with a win. And, uh, man, that first quarter, too – that Milwaukee blitzed him. The Bucks really put it on him, almost doubled him up. And even though the Suns did uh, take, I mean, they took the lead for a lot of the second quarter, made a nice little run at it. There was a sense of, man, this, this might be a little too much, might be a little too much for that crowd was just crazy at the fifth there for him. And it was, it was also like, it was kind of cool seeing one of these small market teams do it. I know Milwaukee is a big city, but, you know, it's not Dallas, L.A., New York, like it, it, Miami, you know, it's – and you've got all these celebrities showing up. Chappelle was there. Uh, I mean, when they were going through their difference, like, wow, are we at the Staples Center? No, we're in Milwaukee. Kind of cool. Good for you, Milwaukee. I say Milwaukee's the L.A. of east of the Mississippi. And I agree with you. That's why – I mean, I was fine. I thought it was cool that Phoenix was – was in it as well because that's not while it's a certainly a huge market it's not a place to think of when you think of nba teams playing in the finals for the most part and and in our lifetime roush same with the 
Same with the Bucks and overall good series. I don't think we had as many come down with like last second shots as we would have liked, but some good competitive games. It went six. You could only go one game longer, although we all wish that it would have, I'm sure. Uh, but good, good, good job, NBA. Good season. See, uh, like it's, I'm sure it seems like you all start back up in just a couple months. So yeah, see and we got uh, the Olympic basketball. So I guess, I mean, opening ceremonies are Friday. So I'm not sure if yeah. Devin Booker's just hopping on a plane. I don't know when the the games actually begin for Team USA, but. Uh, no time to rest for old D-Book. Hopefully we've got USA basketball. Well, I wonder right. if we'll have uh, also former Virginia great Chris Middleton on the same plane with Booker. <laughs> the, the funny thing is, too, TJ, is I was sitting next to a guy watching this game, and he covered Chris Middleton as a high school kid in Charleston. Like knows Middleton pretty well, and when I brought up that I don't like him because of some idiot that did radio in Louisville was a big Virginia fan, he did not correct me. I wonder if he knew. Maybe he was just messing with me. That's pretty funny. Uh, all right, no, uh, Justin, speaking of the Olympics, Roush, if you know this answer, don't say anything. Uh, okay. did, uh, it, it's already underway, and like important Olympic things are going on, including the United States women's team. They had a game at 5.30 this morning. Do you all know the score of that game? I'm going to go. Don't need to lie. If you don't know it, it's cool. I don't know it, no. Go look it up. Uh, USA 98, uh, Suriname 22. We played, Swe- we played Sweden. This was a absolute shocker. Did you see it, Justin? Wait. Oh, I thought Nick said the actual score. No, no, I was no, guessing. I didn't see it. No, United States lost to Sweden three to nothing to start group play. The dominant United States women's soccer team oh, starts its you... Olympic run with a big fat three nil L. Wow, that is shocking. I thought you were talking about basketball because I thought you were talking about basketball. No, women. No, I, I, I just that's the 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 Olympic reference was my segue. Gotcha, gotcha. Man, that is shocking though. It's wow. not good. It's not, Wait, wake not, it up, ladies. Come on. I think the top two from each group advances. So, um, you know, you'll just have to beat New Zealand and Australia. But Australia's ain't too shabby. But uh, Sweden's pretty good. Still, 3 nothing loss, pretty shocking. Not good for the United States women's soccer team as they have started their Olympic play. And uh, I think more are do get started before Friday, Roush. But, yes, that will be the opening ceremonies. Are you excited? Yeah, yeah, it'll be a nice um, nice way to wean us off of having the NBA Finals every night. And then in the TBT, it was kind of the pregame at the bar was watching uh, Archie Goodwin and Marcus Teague playing, and they uh, they got upset. They, they, they lost uh, after having the lead going into Elam ending. So our former Cats, our TB team we had to cheer for is out. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy we got some Olympics to watch. Even though I probably it'll be one of those things that it's less appointment viewing and more of let me turn on the TV and see what's on. I'm still going to enjoy it. Wow, I didn't even really. Yeah, I, so it would have been a fun TBT team to get behind, but didn't even make it to me realizing that they were going on and playing. So that is a bummer. <laughs> uh, have we figured out a backup team? 
No, if they got still got that fat white bald guy from the Marshall team, it you know got to cheer for that guy. But yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. He he's always easy to 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 get on. That will be a that that the Olympics will be nice. Uh, TBT will be good too. But Olympics will be going on during the show, Roush. So uh, when we we're oh, able yes. to get back in in studio and whatnot, we could always just turn that bad boy on, have some background TV, and that's great for office life. Really, any uh, sports on TV during the workday feels like a cheat code. Always say there should be more of them. It'll be, it'll be nice though. Uh, it'll be nice when. How long is the Olympics? Two weeks. Yes, give or take. Yeah. Okay. Well, good deal, Justin. Were you just saying if there is an Olympics with basketball, just because of all the COVID stuff? Yeah. Well, I mean, the head of the IOC came out yesterday and basically said that a last minute cancellation is not off the table. That's that's a little scary. Yeah, but I feel like all the the most of the the talk has been we want to prove to the world that we're going to be able to do this. So I don't think you're going to shocking, but yes, you are. Yeah, I guess theoretically they they could decide to do that whenever they want. Well, I would think of, in in a I don't know the complete context. I would think it would be more like a game at a time. I can't imagine them. All right, we're going to bring everybody over and then just cancel the entire event. Like I think it would be okay. Yeah. A bunch of people got COVID, so we're going to cancel a game. That's yeah. what we do. All right. Let's uh, go to our first break. We'll come back. It's still talking season, and mm-hmm. we, we learned a lot yesterday. Nick Roush on the scene. We'll come back. We'll get to that. You're listening to KRC here on Big X Sports Welcome. Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Hey, you in my class? I am today. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Hour number one, TJ Walker, Nick Brown, Justin Kalen. Hey, Genesis Diamonds is proud to offer the state's largest selection of top designer engagement rings. So when she doesn't, when she when she doesn't see it at another store, you know Genesis is going to have it. Go check out her Pinterest page, and don't make her settle for a knockoff at another store. You know you're getting the real deal at Genesis, and you're going to stay within your budget. That's on Shelbyville Road next to Trader Joe's. Genesis Diamonds, they've got all, all the top designers, rings, earrings, pendants, bracelets. They'll have it. At Genesis Diamonds. All right. So we got text pouring in. Keep them coming. 502-414-1450. Uh, didn't get to – did you all have a good British Open debate? I know people are going to get all worked up that, that we said the British Open. But did you all have a good Open debate on uh, during the week? As good as you can have, Mr. Sports Talker. And, yes, we did have somebody get mad at me because I said British Open. Yeah, people people get all worked up about it, but yeah. that's only going to make people want to do it more if you're right. mad, mad about how how it's uh, pronounced. I I crossed off a golf bucket list yesterday, which was nice. What'd you do? Hold uh, hold out for eagle from from triple digits. Nice. Ooh, did yeah, you see it go gonna... in too, or was it like an uphill yeah. shot? No, it was blind shot, sadly. But uh, oh. it, it, it was this. Cute little course, a little non-hole course near Norris Lake. It was short. For people in Louisville, it kind of reminded me 
of Cherokee, if Cherokee was in really nice, like if really nice shape, like if the fairways were in nice shape and the greens were in nice shape, uh, it was, it was in good shape. It was just a mountain course there and by Norris Lake. And it was hole number two. It was, uh, I don't know. It was a short par four and hit a solid, hit a, hit a, hit a decent drive. And then it was just uphill to the green. You could see the flag, but you couldn't really see where it was on with the whole location on the hole. The interesting thing, though, about this green was, I'm not kidding you, I'm not exaggerating, five yards off the back of it was just a cemetery. And no gate or, like, no wall or anything like that. So, you could just be hitting on top of somebody's dead body. Yeah, absolutely. grave. And how wow. close it was, and, and it happened in our group. So... I hit, I knew I hit it well, but again, it, this is a small green mountain, you know, mountain courses sometimes will have small greens. It was a small green, and uh, I've never played this course before, but it just felt good. It looked good. I knew it was going at the flag. I'll, I'll check it out when I get up there. Uh, my buddy behind me, or Hannah's uncle, who I'm playing with, he hits it. He hits it well, but it looks like it's long, but who knows? We don't know what it looks like up there until we get up there. So we get up there and don't see any ball on the green, off the fringe. Um, and, and then I noticed that the cemetery is so close. So I'm like, I wonder if I hit a gravestone and it bounced somewhere crazy or I, I don't know where it was. A guy cutting the grass at the cemetery, he is smirking and smiling and he starts pointing towards the flag. And I do see a divot about like four yards in front of it. So I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, I wonder if it went in. And I go and look, and sure enough, there's a ball in there. And I, like, couldn't believe it. So I look back, before I even look and see if it was mine, I look back at, like, the guy cutting the grass and, like, pump my fist because I just assumed it was mine. But I thought for a second, wait, Scott hit. Could have been his ball. I'm looking. Anyways, I look at the cemetery again. I notice there's a ball right next to the headstone. I'm like, well, he looked like he went long. I felt like it was good. So I go back, double-check the ball. It's mine. He's on some person's dead body and uh it was pretty awesome i do wish i could have seen it go in but oh well i wasn't complaining 115 second shot drilled it good times bada boom wow yeah. you did it buddy congrats oh and what was even funnier was i was shooting this course again it was a short course which is my preference who, who's you know it's everybody's preference but a short course more precision golf than anything else had to keep it straight and i'm at a 27 we're only going to play nine. I'm at a 27 after seven holes. Shot a 43. Wow. How embarrassing. Totally embarrassing. 15 on the final two holes. Hmm, man. Two, That's two, pretty brutal, Terry. Two, what the hell two, happened? Two, two triples. Oh, just bad off the tee. And if you get in those woods and that some of that mountain golf, um, you need to instantly get out. You can't try to be a hero and just punch your way through. I tried to be a hero and punch my way through. For the for the first time, it was hey, I you know, I'm I'm only one over at this point. I, I want to keep this good score, but that's the exact reason why I should have just punched out. Like my logic was was right, but the execution was wrong. Yes, I was having a good score. I should have that in my back of my mind with what shot I shoot. But that's all the reason to actually you know play conservative exactly take the extra stroke and move on so that was fun it was a good time norse lake moves way up the 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 vacation spot power rankings that 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 water was super super clear 
It wasn't as cold as like the Great Lakes water, although I still really enjoyed Northern Michigan. Uh, but a huge win for like a Southern vacation spot. I always say people that go south in the summer are dinguses. Maybe not if you're maybe not if you're going to North Norris Lake. That place was pretty cool. So uh, big big ups to the Lake of Norris. Well, glad uh, the family didn't drive you crazy. Uh, I know. You know, that can happen when you get a big crew together and you're not used to seeing those folks. So happy you made it out alive, Terry. Yeah, it was, yeah they, they're good folks. Uh, we did, you know, it was like a room, it was like a place with like nine different bedrooms and whatnot. And I guess we picked the one with all like the little centipedes in the, in the, ba- in like the bathroom, mm. which was kind of gross. But uh, besides the centipedes, everything else was perfect. Good folks. And uh, we enjoyed ourselves. It was, uh, they're all staying the whole week, but we have, this is the summer weekend getaways, Roush. So unfortunately, we didn't have the, the the time to do it. But I sure, I certainly wish I was still down there. It was you just jumped right off the dock, right next to the house. They can build the houses a little bit closer to the water than you can in in Kentucky. And then that water, you could see probably fifteen feet down. It was pretty nuts. Um, definitely not like that on the Ohio River. No, definitely not like that on the Ohio River whatsoever at all. No, you can't even see your foot if you are dangling off a dock in the Ohio river. Uh, so, so that, that was good. That I'd been in Norris Lake one other time. I was really young, but that was, uh, that was pretty great. I just think it'd be hard to be overweight if you lived on the lake, just because at any moment you could just be like, all right, well, I'm going to go swim or I'm going to go kayak or I'm going to go do some sort of physical activity. Um, it's a good lifestyle. I'm, I'm jealous of those folks. The lake lake life. Yeah, lake life. Uh, all right, let's talk about people talking about things. Media day yesterday, yeah. Roush. Good news and bad news, Terry. Let's let's start with the bad news. Let's start well, with the bad we, news. That's always oh, whoa. Should we should we start with the good news? The good news is there's a little bit less to it. The good news is that JJ Weaver is doing well in his rehab. Stoops wasn't going to say he's back to week one. Apparently, J.J.'s been telling folks that like he's going to be ready to play, but Stoops said he's well ahead of schedule in the rehab process. They're going to push him, a.k.a. might just sit you out for that Louisiana Monroe blowout and keep you ready for Missouri. So that would be huge, huge for Kentucky's defense because he's probably he's their best pass rusher. So uh, getting J.J. Weaver back healthy for the season is great for this team, but on the other side of the coin, Kentucky's top pass catching tight end, Keaton Upshaw, out for the year. I think it was a torn peck. Uh, Stoops didn't give us the, the dirty details, but yeah, not not great, not great. It's the third season-ending injury we've had so far this offseason. All three were projected to get a lot of playing time. Cleveland Thomas, the wide receiver, and Deere Jackson, the linebacker. So... Uh, to, to have Upshaw go out, he led Kentucky in receiving touchdowns last year and was second in receptions and receiving yards. We, 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 we've made it a talking point, Terry, about how much Kentucky is going to use the tight ends in this offense, and now their top pass-catching tight end is out for the year. That's it's a bummer. Can Kentucky go an offseason without somebody getting hurt in, in, in the preseason? Uh, that would be great. Is it possible? It, it would be, but probably. I mean, I think every single football team that plays football has at least but like uh, a mean, season. But, in. but like such meaningful players for Kentucky. Yeah, to your point, that I'm, 
I know the biggest one this offseason is George Pickens at Georgia, their top receiver. Um, but yeah, uh, and every team will, you know, if it doesn't happen in the preseason, it'll you wait till game one. You're going to get injuries. Every team has them. It just, it, gosh, it seems like it'd be nice to have an off season where you, you're mm-hmm. not having to, to scramble and figure well, this stuff out. So what, what's this mean for UK? That, I mean, it also like a torn pec. That's such a weird injury. Yeah, I mean, Devontae like Robinson, that was a weird injury too, where it's like, oh, I got injured because I'm working too hard in the off season. Like, come on, you're supposed to be rewarded, <laughs> you know, for – yeah, for putting in your extra time. But the thing is, too, TJ, you know, like it was willing to at least give it a little more like, hey, it's more opportunities for other guys. But I think what it's going to have to do is if you're going to play more 12 personnel, two tight end stuff, you're probably going to have to move wide receivers down to tight end. Uh, Isaiah Cummings, Trayvon Morgan. I, I know playing wide receiver is glamorous, but your future is probably best served at tight end. Let's go ahead and make this move now. So I guess the, the the kind of silver lining in this is it's not happening in the middle of the season and you kind of have to scramble to put guys there. Those two, I, I don't know if they'll move both. I, you know, they just found out about the injury yesterday morning. So, you know, Stoops wasn't, he's like, yeah, I mean, we still haven't gotten it completely confirmed. It usually means he's out for the year, but I, I I think the the wise move would be to move those guys there because Jordan Dingle is talented. I just think with tight ends, maybe more so than any other position, they develop so much physically over their time that you're you're kind of just burning up a year um, if if you're going to play him. Like you know, why if you're at a scale of one to ten, why be at a five now when you can be at a eight? you know, a year from now or three years from now. It, it, it just feels a little wasteful to, to burn up his year like that, especially when Cummings, I, you know, I saw him at Keontae Goodwin's uh, decision. I actually saw him at one of those camps too. That dude is just, he's gotten big and it's like, hey, they want to play really speedy receivers. Why don't you, you're a good blocker. Let's just go ahead and get you at tight end and you could be the wiggly pass catcher. Because the thing about Justin Rigg and – uh, Brendan Bates, those dudes are both like their strength is in blocking. They're fine pass catchers, but they aren't these kind of athletes that are, are going to, you know, moss on dudes out there. So I, I think it would make sense to to move either one of those guys or, or both uh, to tight end in, in the preseason camp. So what you're saying is while the prospects of Dingle are exciting and he may be able to even do some nice things in terms of pass catching, just the, the, physical the physicality of him at his stage going up against maybe a fifth year defensive end ain't ain't worth it yeah and i mean this position group too makes, like makes tight ends get beat up sense. a lot yeah yeah i mean yeah. uh upshaw he, when i was looking up uh previous stuff with him yesterday i i was like i'm pretty sure he got hurt before he had a season ending knee injury as a freshman and i looked back at his freshman pictures doesn't even look like the same person so they develop a lot, and, and they also get banged up a lot. So it's kind of uh, – Bates missed some time last year. Uh, Rig had some freak injuries. Like he lacerated his spleen at one point in the spring season. So uh, they definitely need more numbers. I mean, you, you were at three reliable ones, maybe four. So, you know, why don't I just bring a few over uh, who, who have a little meat on their chicken wings already? Yeah, and, uh, you know, the Isaiah Cummings stuff, that people had 
always kind of speculated a potential move to tight end. This could be, yeah, this this could be exactly what is needed in uh, to make that happen. But I, I guess one area I'm confused, and I, I maybe the answer is pretty simplistic, but. You'd mentioned that UK is going to want to be physical up front. I know you mentioned that Cummings also has put on a lot of weight. Like, do we need big up front or do we need pass catchers at the tight end position? Because you, well, well, I, we know that Liam Cohen's going to use everybody and all that different stuff, and there's going to be screens, and they need to be able to block. But, you know, Cummings, that, that's going to be an unproven thing as well. Well, he's he's put on weight for a wide receiver, but he looks like a – normal size tight end you know what i mean it's kind of like the josh pascal thing where oh he's put on some good weight but maybe too much weight for a linebacker but man what good looking defensive end that's where kind of where i'm going uh with that like i I think he would fit in well you know gotcha well i hope somebody because that's that's what since Cohen was hired, that's a lot that we've heard. Tight ends are going to be involved. There's going to be multiple tight ends that, that could get involved. And uh, big personnel, And but you still need to be able to go out there and catch some passes. So that was disappointing news to, to hear. And maybe we can cross our fingers and it's not initially as bad as, as they would think it would be, but uh, certainly expects to, to – not have him suit up for UK for a good chunk, if not the entire season. Which yeah, uh, here bummer. goes the, the beat. Yeah, the beat goes on with some injury news heading into the year. But you are right; a lot of teams have to deal with it. That's why depth is so important in the SEC, and that's why recruiting matters. And it's always good to get talented people in. And it's always great when you're allowed to keep the freshmen as freshmen and allow them to develop and let them go through the system. But if something happens and you gotta, you gotta move some pieces around. Uh, Kentucky's done a pretty good job with it in past years. I mean, in the I know this was Eddie Grand, but in the blink of an eye, you changed an entire offensive philosophy just like that. Uh, they actually had to do it a couple times because the Drew Barker injury uh, as well. Would that have been Shannon Dawson that did that? Point is, the staff, mm-hmm. can kinda, the staff can change things quickly. So given that they've got a month and a half to get uh, to figure this out, I'm – I'm hopeful that the depth will win out here, Roush. Yeah, uh, fingers crossed. That's <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know what, though? The the thing that was kind of different about SEC Media Days is, A, we didn't get a lot of nobody's respecting us. Like we, The Rodney Dangerfield Act wasn't a bit. And you also got a much more relaxed Mark Stoops. Like, he's kind of got a little bit of swagger to him. You know, it, it's different than Swaggy Cal. But, like, you know, there was a couple questions he asked. He, he was asked, and he was just like, in quick kind of answers, like, you, you kind of saw what it was like last year, right? Like, yeah, we don't – no, yeah. Uh, so, I, I, I think there's a – I think he likes his team. And, you know, he doesn't give those kind of uh, big – professing kind of quotes or anything like that. But I think his overall demeanor, you can tell that uh, he likes his team. You, you really can. So uh, I'm excited. I know uh, Cole Kublik kind of made some waves around the Big Blue Nation because he picked the Cats to finish second in the SEC East. And I, I came down here expecting Missouri to be the flavor of the week. But the way people are talking about Kentucky, a lot of SEC Network folks are like, man – 
if they hit, if they just get like average to maybe, you know, top half of the league passing from their quarterback, if Will Levis or Joey Gatewood is the fifth or sixth pass, best passer in the SEC, then this team really can, the way the schedule sets up, this team can be the, the team right behind Georgia knocking at their door. So, uh, I, I, I didn't expect that, TJ. I didn't expect so many people to like the Wildcats. It's kind of refreshing. Well, it honestly makes me a little nervous because they're always wrong about that cutesy little team they like. Well, are we at the least cutesy, are we the cutesy oh, little no. team? Oh no, I hope not. But but the I, I, I'll say this, and I'll, I, I'm curious your comment on this. The, whenever it's the cutesy little team, and what nine out of ten times it's just South Carolina. Like we, you know, it's just whenever. <laughs> they think South Carolina is going to be good, they're generally wrong uh, about that. Maybe they're going to be right about Kentucky because we're not South Carolina. Maybe it's only wrong about South Carolina, and we're just so used to that always being the team that that's why they're always wrong. Like, South Carolina is not going to be good. And, Roush, it worries me a little bit because you were saying nice things about South Carolina yesterday. You're doing it. Oh, I'm I'm only saying nice things about the way he talks. They're gonna stink, but like the AD definitely falls for salesman because <laughs> yeah, that, you, that, you were falling for it. He kind of, but like I could see through his filibustering, and I I just get why you know there there was some false bravado there, a lot more so than like Josh Heupel, Tennessee and South Carolina are not so different as the South Carolina coach. The way he talks. I can be convinced much quicker that they're going to do well, more so than Josh Heupel. Man, that dude, some of the things he was saying, it was just like, so in other words, your team's going to stink, <laughs> is what you're saying. That's yeah. what it felt like. That's what it felt like. The, has there been – so give me some behind-the-scenes SEC media day. Have you have you rubbed shoulders with some of the, the, the famous media members of the southeastern region of the United States? Have you – any coaches – elevator rides or opening a door for you know what you got to have something there's always these little encounters when you're covering events i spill the beans well I, yeah I, I have been rubbing elbows i tried to meet up with some sec network folk to get some beers but they were they actually had their own uh kind of you know family work dinner if you will last night but you know may, maybe we'll we'll, we'll, we'll try again Wednesday night, but you know, I've been able to, to chat with quite a few of them. Uh, there was a funny Darian Kennard story, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Please tell me. They, so they go from room to room, right? They're shuffling around. Kennard shows up. I mean, he's an enormous human already. He looks even, he has a way of accentuating his massiveness by just being a badass. So he, he dyes his hair blue, looks like a wild man. He's got his hair full and long. His no tie, just buttons unbuttoned and chains hanging low. Like, just looks like the manliest man in the history of men. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he's shuffled around these rooms and the photographers, they don't know who they are. They're just there to take like promo shots and. Kennard steps up and they're wanting to get him in his poses. He's like, Oh, good to meet you. So, uh, what position do you pe- play? He says, uh, You know, I can punt the ball if you want me to, but uh, yeah, I'm an offensive lineman. Hmm. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty good. He did dye his hair blue, and I had to ask him about 
his hair care products because I have no experience in that. Um, he just uses water to wash his hair. So, TJ, you've been doing it all wrong this whole entire time. You just need water. Just uses uh, water to wash his hair? Yep, just, never, just run some water through it. Never, I think it gives it the sheen a little bit, you know? He's never he's, he's never used shampoo? I mean, he might, but not regularly. That's not it's washing not, your hair, then. That's that's not washing your hair, unfortunately. I I'm not going to be the one to bring this up to him, obviously, but that's that is that is not washing your hair. Well, uh, I mean, I'm not going to get in the semantics of it because, I mean, am I washing my hair when I use soap to scrub the my bald head? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but on on the elevator afterwards, I was like, yeah, I don't think I could I could pull off the blue the blue hair look. He's Literally. like, no, no. And I was like, I'd end up just looking like one of those blue men or, uh, <laughs> Tobi- or Tobias Fumke. Oh, so you're taking, <laughs> you're taking what people joke about you and you're now using it to break some ice. I like that. That's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think they call that growth. Uh, any good contingent and, of Kentucky media members down there? Yes, but for one day and one day only. So Luckett and I, we're hanging around the whole time. Luckett's just becoming a superstar. He's out here asking every coach questions, uh, front row seat. Uh, yeah. He asked Lane Kiffin a question yesterday. And the thing is, is sometimes he's trying to fish for an answer for like something he's writing. Yesterday, he was just fishing. He was just trying to get Lane going, and he, he freaking got him, man. Lane Kiffin spent – uh, this isn't an exaggeration either. You could start and stop the clock. It was a solid five minutes just going on and on and on about kicking field goals and punting and analytics. And, I mean, Luckett just totally got him. So, shout out to Luckett. I think he's going to try to do that with Saban today. He's going to try to get him on one of those football guy kind of things where it just lets him, you know, talk on and on and on for a while. So, uh, Bob Holt was always the the kind of journalist that – you know, was the SEC Media Day superstar because, he, you know, he'd go up there and he'd ask every coach a question. They'd have a friendly back and forth. But, man, Luckett's coming for Bob Holt's crown. He, he's coming for the title. Watch out, Bob. Uh, good for Luckett. He's just got to be – is he just, like, wide-eyed and just loving it, just getting to getting to talk football with some of the best football coaches he's been studying and watching for decades? That's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, he he really is. Uh, he's also having the like the eye opening moments too. Like, man, this is a freaking meat grinder, you know. Like, it feels like we talked to Kirby Smart twelve hours ago. So we uh, we watched the game together last night. Had a good time. Had an early birthday. His birthday's today. Wow! So happy, happy birthday, birthday to Luckett. So a uh, big week down here in the old Birmingham at, at the Hoover uh galleria so uh exciting exciting times yeah that's that's good stuff well luck it uh have a great have a great birthday look forward to more of your all's work down there today so saving today who else uh i think mike leach is the other big one we also got clark lee from vanderbilt uh so a little bit slower day uh and i'll be able to share leach and saving that's that's awesome that's that's i mean Saban will just be Saban, but Leach is – if Mississippi State maybe had a few more expectations heading into the season, he's always one of the bigger names just wherever he's talking. So mm-hmm. that should be that should be a good day. Yeah, and shout-out to Lane, too, for being good. 
I, I was a little worried because sometimes he can, like, remember when he had the, the toilet flushing incident? You know, yeah. some sometimes he just d- gives off a I don't care vibe. But he, the thing that I like about him, he really put wears his emotions on his sleeve. And some of his eye rolls, like, oh, yeah, urban. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like, re- recalling some of uh, his, his past SEC media days. Uh, when Urban Meyer was at Florida, he was at Tennessee. He really wears his emotions on his sleeves. And the the story about Bryce Young making almost a million bucks already without playing a game. He was like, really? No. Wow. Good for him. And then five minutes later, he got asked a question. He's like, man, I'm sorry, guys. I can't get over this Bryce Young thing. That's just incredible. I, goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we need to talk about that. And uh, we will. We will. In hour number two, we're going to take our daily double break right here right now roush i'm sure over the last few days though you've been telling people about salsaritas oh of course i have it's a shame that we don't have a salsaritas down here in hoover because i would be skipping the media meals and going straight for that guacamole Hmm. yeah i'm not a big guacamole guy but everything else is salsaritas i really do love it's uh they got two locations in louisville middletown and st matthews you're gonna want to check them out you're gonna want to download the app and you're going to want to save yourself a little bit of money. The Middletown location has a drive through over there on Shelbyville Road, so if you're not looking to get out of your car, check that place out. If you're looking to go inside a new renovated store, go to the one in St. Matthews on Hubbard's Lane. Uh, they have covered patio, huge indoor eating space. You're going to have plenty of room to be able to spread out, stay away from other guests, which I know is a, uh, a big deal. And then, of course, you can call – for catering options as well uh, because everybody's going to want some delicious salsaritas catering 502-897-5323 you can do the catering on the app as well but 502-897-5323 you're listening to krc on big exports radio we'll be back hour number two coming up after this around the town show everybody what i found rock and roll with all my friends open the music never over you say over i heard no family welcome back for hour two of kentucky roll call nothing is over until we decide it is with walker and roush we're just getting started bro Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. We're also anywhere that you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call, and the show goes 7 to 9 Monday through Friday, comes on again right when we get off the air at 9 o'clock, goes to 11. And if you're ever looking for any other ways to listen or something's not working, tune in, stream is down, whatever it may be, reach out to us and we will – we will get you. We'll get you where you need to be. Roush, did you all on Monday talk about the the home field apparel drop? We did. We did. I have not been home to check out my swag though. Your swagger looked pretty incredible. I know. I saw it right before I was uh, leaving, and I it ha- it changed my it changed what I brought on the trip because those shirts were so comfortable. And you haven't gotten to try them on yet, but perfect 
fit. I, 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 you know, I'm at the size, unfortunately, where you, it's like in between large and XL just depends on the fit of the shirt. And so when they were saying, when they were asking my size, I said, well, it kind of depends how they fit. If they run a little big, probably a large, if they're, I, I could tell that they were kind of that really soft cotton material. I don't know the exact word for it, but you know, like they look like they'd be fun to feel. And so normally those are a little more form fitting. So I, I was wondering how it was going to work. And they said, all right, we, well, we think we know we, we'll, we'll, we'll send you what you need. And they sent XLs, um, maybe a little offensive, but no, they were right. Cause they fit perfectly. They hug in all the right places. They're baggy in all the right places. And it's just cool to have some vintage UK, UK gear, Roush. Again, like we said before, home field apparel dropped this line on Saturday. The vintage UK gear was vintage UK gear. Like if your dad had something or you had an old uncle that passed it down, whatever it may be. Uh, now they've got a ton of gear, all of it I think reasonably priced, very comfortable, and you can save some money by using KRC, the promo code. Roush, I think we saved people a lot of money over the weekend. A lot of smackaroos. Uh, do you have a personal favorite of the designs they let out? I'm I, I'm really hoping that crew neck sweatshirt in there because I love the K with the Wildcat. So cool. So, gosh, I really like everything, uh, to, to be honest with you. I think the, I, the, the shirt they sent me – well, they sent me three things. No big deal. But the shirt they sent, one of the shirts they sent me, the Fight UK shirt for the blue and the white. That may oh, be that's the, cool. That, maybe yeah. the greatest UK shirt I've ever seen in my life. Um, they I look like, like just Wildcat cartoons. Like, <laughs> yeah, pretty great. Yeah, and that, and that used to be you could. I, I've got a little oh, real. I don't know if it's from the sixties or whenever. Got a, I got a banner or a little pennant that has those Wildcats on it. I love that it's football time in the bluegrass. I bought, they did not mm-hmm. send me that one, but I did buy that one just because I had to, I had to have <laughs> I it. it. And then um, I, I, the, the hoodie they sent me is probably actually my least favorite hoodie that they've got. Well, uh, I like the other hoodie better, but it's so comfortable and I still like it. Uh, I'm very excited about that. But the white, like kind of the cream white hoodie that says Kentucky Wildcats on it. That's also one of my favorites as well. So I've got that coming. Uh, the fiddle and five was cool. You can't go wrong with any of them, but those mm-hmm. were, those were the ones that stood out to me. What about you? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm all about the, the the K with the wildcat on it. That sweatshirt. I think that's just badass. Glad we finally got football time in the bluegrass shirts. And uh, I'd also like to commend you for sharing your photos with a pillow that says Dwight, you ignorant slut. Well, uh, the pillow just says Dwight, you ignorant. Dwight, you ignorant. <laughs> Yeah, Get it? definitely not anything below that that it's covering yeah. up. <laughs> I, and that was unintentional, both the picture being in there and the fact that that word was cut off. But I was like, oh, okay, kind of works out well. Yeah, that's just <laughs> the, those are just the throw pillar the pillows at uh, Casa de la Walker. Uh, we've we've got all fun. We got pillows with Abe pictures on them and whatnot. We got a bunch of weird pillows here. Oh man, it, that that also shows like. Marriage, you know, getting about a lot of weird pillows. Yep, that's you're 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 spot on about that. Uh, okay, we've got a lot more to get to on today's show. I do want to talk maybe nil a little bit later on. You want to start getting into some texts, and then we can go from there. Yeah, let's do it to it, Lars. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. First texture says, "Great basketball analysis. Only issue I had was it sounded like he did the interview from a porta pot." 
Uh, who? Um, Trevor? Is that who? Uh, uh, who, I'm who? I'm not sure what this is referring to. Who gave great basketball analysis? Well, it wouldn't be Trevor. I don't Kelsey. think it'd be anybody on the show. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't know. Ooh, another texture says, fear the deer. I don't, did you, I, I enjoyed very much so the joke that, hey, did State Farm predict the future with that commercial where they have the 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 buck just ruining his garage and scratching up his car? Oh, look at funny that. how that works. Yeah, hmm, a little too funny. Uh, I, I'm sure this has been out there a little bit longer, but I did see the commercial for old. The new M. Night Shyamalan thriller. Oh, that's right up your alley. Have you seen the previews for it? Oh, they've been all over the place. Yeah, I I, I felt I brought that up yesterday. And I was like, I'm sure the people have probably been seeing this for weeks. But it was the first time I had watched it, saw it, uh, finally saw the official trailer for it. Uh, it looks like it's going to be pretty ridiculous and silly, but I bet, it, I bet it'll be fun. I just want to know what the twist is. The twist is... Maybe they weren't young, old the whole time, or maybe they were just old the whole time and they didn't even know it. That's uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, there's a preview that they've been playing during the NBA finals. And I'm sure plenty of other events and commercials and whatnot. M night Shyamalan, new scary movie called old the preview of it. They like grow a year every 30 minutes or something like that. And it's things look like they get a little hectic. That's right. Folks old by M night Shyamalan. I also appreciate that Trevor sent us a text that there is um, there's a show that I think they actually I, are you sh- I, I'm, I, I think you're behind this show because it's right up your alley. Uh, it's a, it's a late night deal. Um, it's called Surreal Estate, and it's a show about a super real estate agent who saves people from scary haunted houses they bought. I mean, this has Sports Talker written all over it. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I'm so he's like part real estate agent, but also ghost hunter. Yeah, and I think some of it is, oh, you bought this scary house. We're gonna either prove it's not scary. I, yeah, I don't know. I, surreal estate though just sounds right up your alley. Yeah, I would love to. Uh, I'd love to check that out. I, I'm I'm gonna have to. Maybe I can start that in Louisville. Be the the ghost appraiser. Not only there do you I appraise your house, you I tell you if it's haunted. Oh, that actually could be very valuable. That could be. And yeah. you can just upcharge people out of their brains, you know? I could be like, it's a dangerous job. I got to pay, you know, I've got a, I've got a wife and kid on the way. I can't go messing with ghosts. Yeah. Oh, I like this idea. I like it. I like <laughs> it a lot. Uh, another texture says welcome. Aaron Rodgers is a boss. Oh, he was one of the – was he at the game last night? I don't remember the – Yeah, he yes, he, he's, a, he's, he's a minority stake. He's got a minority stake in the Milwaukee Bucks. So, at least he's getting a ring that way, another hey. ring. Um, he turned down that big offer from the Packers. Did you see that? Did you hear about that? Yeah, well, I, I'm curious. What does that say to you? Well, he I, I think – my gut, and this is a gut mixed in with things I've read and this other stuff, is I think he would be all right with like, listen, I'll do one more year in Green Bay, then then you all are going to play nice for me. And I don't know if Green Bay's – I think Green Bay knows that that's always going to be on the table. So I think they're trying some other stuff. 
And I think that extension was one of the other things they were trying. So I ultimately think he'll play this one final season in Green Bay, and then they'll trade him. And uh, I guess he'll try to get a, a huge contract from another team somewhere else next year. I do appreciate that he at least is backing up his words with action. You know, like if this would have all been false me. bravado he just for an extension. He hasn't even said a word. He's not backing up any of his words. He's been too cowardice to even speak. Wow, you're going to say that about Aaron, your quarterback? I love Aaron. Everybody knows I love Aaron, but he's acted like a complete and total baby here. Yeah, well, he's at least putting his money where his mouth is. He could have just signed that and then still been a big baby in the offseason, and you could have been doing this whole rigmarole once again. No, you're wrong. If he actually felt undervalued and didn't think Green Bay wanted to make a long commitment to him and Jordan Love, oh, Jordan Love's going to take his job, ah, then he would have signed the huge extension. He Yeah, just, but he, isn't it more about the, like they've always compensated him well. I think it's more about getting him help. I Getting him help? They were the number one seed in the NFC. They had the best offense in the in the in the world. They've the defense is good. It's not the greatest, but it's good. Getting them more help. Give me a break. Yeah, um, Devontae Adams and who's the Aaron Jones? Ever heard of him? Who's the other receivers? Uh, Lazard, who is decent. They brought in uh, Devin Funchess, who didn't play because of COVID, and they have. the guy who always drops the ball, who's uh, MBS. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fast, but drops the ball. Very fast and very drops yeah. the ball. Yeah. Uh, you're taking Aaron Rodgers' side. Sounds like a bunch of – bunch of Great radio. No, yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Suck don't, it, buddy. I, I don't want to hear it. Another text. Well, says, we all know that the Bucks are now the pro sports franchise in the state of Wisconsin. The preeminent. Sports pro sports franchise in the state of Wisconsin. Well, they. I'm glad the Wisconsin folks got something to celebrate. They. they That's all the cheese. Jack. All, all the cheese at the parade. I wonder when they're going to do the parade. Probably pretty soon. A texter says, "Who's the bigger loser, Trevor or Justin?" Oh, that's a good question. Trevor mm. lives with his mother, can't keep a job, and has to climb over six feet of Taco Bell and Arby's wrappers to get in bed, and has COPD. Justin, oh, wow. Justin, mean. Justin works seven jobs, lives with a dude and sleeps on the floor, doesn't know how to work a microphone or ride a scooter. Sounds like Kermit the Frog. Both can suck it. Wow, Justin, that's harsh. Justin, you going to take this? I mean, I don't really have a choice, do I? No, yeah, stand up for yourself, buddy. Yeah. Or, spawn. or, or, or throw say, Trevor under the bus. I will say in that situation and scenario, the biggest loser is definitely Trevor. With, with all that that was said. Yeah, but also Trevor has a right arm. Do you have a right arm right now? I do not. Trevor knows how to talk into a microphone. I thought I did too, but apparently I don't. Mm. For the listeners at home, Justin just plays with his microphone when he's talking, so that's why it sounds funny. Not anymore. I did. Just, Justin. Mm, Justin. Now, now Justin. I just, now I just let it hang. <laughs> Let him like hang low. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I don't blame Roush for putting the curse on Upshaw. I blame Trevor for asking the damn question. Billy Big Blue. Oh, this is your this is KRC's fault. Yeah. When did I? When did I put the curse on Upshaw? 
what I, I've, I've done that before, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, did you I don't do know. the Maybe... show yesterday, Roush? Yeah, I did the show yesterday with Trevor and Luckett. Yeah. So it seems like it seems like people are con- it seems like you're confused with what with things that were said during the last two days. Yeah, I mean, it it does feel like an eternity ago, so my memory isn't as great. I've heard a lot of people talk, but maybe because Trevor was asking me if there was going to be much news, and I was like, yeah, I don't don't really know if there's going to be much out there. And then as soon as I get to the hotel, then, you know, the upshot stuff starts going around. Yeah, that just stinks. Uh, A texter says, off subject, did you all see Bezos rocket? If not, Google it and tell me what it looks like. I think it looks like something like Ace and... Ace and Gary would go to space. Uh, that's something they'd go to space in. SNL fans will understand that one. Billy Big Blue. I think it looks more like the giant rocket from The Spy Who Shagged Me. The Awesome Powers. Yes, yes. It's a giant Johnson. Yeah, oh, that's a great movie scene. Great bit, yeah. It, it really is. Uh, going to space. That's all the rage for rich people, Roush. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't... I mean, it's kind of neat for a second, but like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, you know, whatever. I just, it's, but I mean, are they really going to space though? Like they're, they're meeting the minimum threshold to call themselves space explorers. You know what I mean? It's they kind of so stupid. Like this was a huge deal in the sixties. Cause it's what we were racing Russia to get to. And I guess it's significant that they can say, all right, we don't have to use government funds to be able to have the capabilities to do this. But I, I'm kind of with you, Justin. Like, I need to – the whole point of doing this is to prove that this can be a mundane, regular thing. So I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. And it also just, like, it, when Jeff Bezos says, like, thanks to everybody who's bought from Amazon because you helped do this. And he's sitting in his cowboy hat, like just rolling in his money. It's like, God, you're such a turd. Like, ugh. I think it's a good point that, uh, like, the 60s, because I think a lot of these people go into space, grew up, like, uh, yeah, I just feel like our generation, Roush, where we don't really care about space. I do think it's probably important to study it and learn more about it. And I do think it's cool that it's more common to be able to get up into space. I don't know. It feels like. If this were, if we were going back in time with like the automobile, what is this? Like the 1910s or something, 19, like 02, just like the first versions of it, because mm-hmm. I'm sure the Rockets will uh, be able to eventually start doing more. And like every one of these is a step in the right direction. It's a learning process. I'm sure they'll look a little less phallic uh, maybe in the future as well. So we'll look back in like 50 years around and say, oh, the, the first ones that commercially or or just, I guess not technically commercially, but the first ones that went into space were huge and they could only go to this level and do all that. So probably, probably in maybe if it's not in our lifetime, maybe in little Duke's lifetime and uh, the, the baby girl on the way's lifetime, it will be like people going to the moon just for fun. Uh, maybe, maybe not impossible, but yeah, uh, I did notice texture. I did notice that it looked like a, like a funky rocket. Yeah. I, uh, I, I do think it's cool, too, that they had the woman who missed out on going to space the first go around. I, 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 you know, I don't have the details of the stories. It was something I kind of glossed over. But a woman was supposed to go to space, you know, 30 some odd years ago. 
And I, I, I don't know if it was people saying, you're a woman, you can't go to space, but uh, she thought she missed out on her chance and Bezos took her up there. So th- that was pretty cool. And he took up like an 18-year-old too. So well, that's, that's neat. Congrats yeah. to all those that went to space. Uh, a texter says, of course, Scooter thinks light-up shoes would be cool in a club setting. All the lights would be at eye level. Billy wow. Big wow. Big Blue coming after Scooter. Biggie, Billy Big Blue always comes after Scooter. We actually had a big moment when you were out, TJ, whether it was yesterday or Monday. But Billy Blue, Big Blue sent in a text that did not involve me. It was It was crazy. Yeah, he actually roasted somebody else. Wow, that that seemed a little passive aggressive coming from Justin though at Billy. Man, he he did have a funny tweet last night too, and it's like, damn it, Billy Big Blue, you're too funny. When he said that, doesn't Milwaukee's coach look like Robert California? Yeah, that's, <laughs> I I had thought of that. Um, I agree with you, Billy Big Blue. He he I, did. I I told that to Luckett, and he gave like a big belly laugh at the bar. <laughs> Maybe it was the Bud Lights talking. I don't know, but. Uh, Man, that, that that was that was good stuff, Billy Big Blue. Who drank speaking, more? Who? Uh, go ahead, Justin. I was just gonna say. Speaking of coaches, why does Monty Williams look about thirty years younger than DeAndre Ayton? Oh, that's a good well, point. DeAndre Ayton looks super old. I mean, they are they're probably separated by 30, 40 years, and Monty Williams looks like he should be playing. Ayton looks like he should be on the sideline. Yeah, uh, it's uh, he's a he's an old looking young person. Roush, who's who's drank more beers this week in Alabama? You or Luckett? Uh, I'm gonna say Luckett because I, I I was our driver last night, so I had to you know take it easy. And his hotel is just right next to it. I gotta I you know I'm 15 ish minutes away uh, down the road, and I and I, I guess I'm in Greater Birmingham. I don't know exactly what town I'm in, uh, but yeah. So so Luckett's probably put a uh, pulled a few more back than than I. Well, what's wrong with Ubers? And didn't you say that you you know what's your sister doing? Well, you know it was a late night last night. Yeah, that's what the Ubers are for. <laughs> and there's also a like you know getting up early, so I don't want to tie you know don't want to tie one on too hard. You know what I mean? I I got to give you all the the great hot takes in the morning. So that's, you're welcome. You're very responsible. We with Roush's sobriety can be blamed on us. Uh, texter <laughs> says, a texter says, Come on, guys, get Justin a new mic. From day one, everything he says starts out in normal volume, and by the end of every sen- sentence, we barely hear him. That's because he messes with his microphone. He's just wearing a headset like you'd listen to something on your phone, and then he starts twirling it or moving it. He moves back and forth. He just needs to sit still or just talk. And I, I always go away from my mic as well. I like throw it down on the floor and run across the room and talk as well. Yeah, sounds like it right there. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> Why can't Rouse pronounce Giannis's name right? It's almost like he refuses. Like the British Open? Yeah, you sometimes you get something in your head and you, yeah. just, you, you, you keep it that way. I but, forget uh, that it is Jaylen Giannis. Rand. I really do. Like, yeah. It's uh he is better get used to it. He ain't going anywhere anytime soon. He is I, I don't I, if I'm starting a franchise in the NBA, I'm starting with him number one. I, I really like too that they like the Bucks were knocking on the door for a while and a lot of people were willing to just say, No, they they ain't got it. Uh and some were even surprised that he signed an extension last year because this was this was going to be his free agency summer. Uh in you know, the Lakers and God knows what every other fan base out there was going to 
be hoping to win the Giannis sweepstakes or the Giannis sweepstakes. And uh, he took a lot of drama out of it by signing early and it paid off. So uh, real happy for him. Yeah, yeah, seems like a good dude. Uh, Texter says, "Little money, Mook. Tell your girl to keep my name of of her mouth out of her mouth. I don't, you know, who knows exactly what they're trying to say here. Unfortunately, oh, oh, okay, yeah. come on, yeah, getting a little too rated R here, Texter, and and just poorly written. Yeah, we don't have all day to try to figure out what you're trying to say." I mean, I think I get the the gist of it. Mook and this guy have had text line drama all week, TJ. That's one thing you missed. What did? How did it start again? Something about he wrote. This guy texted in, said Mook eats soft tacos with mild sauce. I think oh. is how it started. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's really escalated. Yeah, it has. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Uh, what do we got next? Shackleford is back for Bama. I believe that makes them the favorite in the SEC. A Quinterly Davison Shack backcourt is easily tops in the SEC. Gary slash Ellis at the four with Gurley. Bidiaco at the five. Looks like UK will be battling Auburn for second in the conference. Should have gone for Kofi Cal. Man, what a just horrible take. Who? Who are they talking about on this team? Come They're on. They're talking about Alabama. And but that's what uh, I mean. Alabama, like, yeah. Shackelford, that 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 was a good get, uh, especially because he I think he did enter his name in the portal when he did withdraw from the draft. Uh, but they they still lost I think all four of their starters besides him last year. So yeah, I'm not I'm not buying it. Texture they're going to be good, but the overwhelming like favorite in Kentucky and Auburn just play for second. That's that's a little ridiculous. Oh yeah, don't all, I mean Tennessee's going to be good too. I don't I. There's other teams that I would even maybe put ahead of Auburn, but Auburn should be should be really solid as well. I just love that, like you mentioned, three dudes that Roush and I haven't heard of or forgot about when talking about Alabama, and they're definitively your SEC favorites. <laughs> this is silly. Suck it, dork. Texter says this Bucks team is just felt destined to win the finals. Tough loss to the Heat last year. Luck was in their favor against KD, and they came back from an 0-2 deficit. Deficit uh, reminds me of the Virginia NCAA championship team. Combination of revenge off an embarrassing loss, luck, and resilience. Uh, that Virginia team heavily luck, heavily, yeah, heavily, also, heavily luck the, for like the three ups- straight games. The upset to Miami, not quite losing to UMBC in the first round as a one seed. True. Yes. Uh, I they did have a Virginia player in Chris Middleton, though. Yeah, they, they, yeah there's, there's, there's the connection there. That Virginia's run really was like crazier, luckier than Kentucky's in 14. Kentucky in 14, you know, huge shots. We'll always remember those games. But those were just big shots from Aaron Harrison. It wasn't like if the ball gets tipped that way or touched that way or this, that, that way, that Purdue Virginia game, mm-hmm. go back and watch some of the ends of those Virginia. Man, games. I mean, the, the Virginia crazy. Auburn game, they call the foul, like the refs on the refs kind of gave it to them too. It was a wild ride for Virginia during that championship year. And unfortunately they had to go on and win. Bastards. Yeah. Uh, Terry, what's um hit a break. Yeah, yeah, maybe come back, talk a little nil. Uh, you know, maybe a few more things from down here at Media Days. Before we do that, I got to remind everybody, 
about the Bobby Cook Golf Academy. I, I wish that he had a satellite office in Hoover because it's been raining a lot down here. Haven't been it got washed out, couldn't hit the links, and that's never going to happen at Bobby Cook Golf Academy. He's got three fantastic indoor simulators where rain or shine, you can play all the time at Bobby Cook Golf Academy, conveniently located right off exit four in southern Indiana. It's a short drive from anywhere in Kentuckyana. So whether you want to hit the range, place a round of golf, or get some lessons from Bobby, he's your man with the plan. You can book your tee time by visiting bobbycookgolfacademy.com or give him a call at 812-913-4415. He said it. Go check him out. This is KRC, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Yo. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. He's nervous, but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call. Here on the Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Wednesday. We appreciate you spending it with us, hanging out, texting into the show, 502 414 1450 Roush what I would appreciate is to go back in time and be an Alabama football player so I could profit from the nil man uh I don't know I'm not going to question Nick Saban's uh you know his how he speaks but man he he's going on media days today and he was dropping more bombs yesterday in a meeting with like a quarterback club or something like that than anything. And it was a hell of a recruiting pitch to say, Hey, our quarterback over here, he, he hasn't even played it down and he's making so much money. It's almost seven figures. You can't prove that wrong. And I know that all of the quarterbacks in Texas that were listening certainly perked their ears up. Uh, like I guess that earlier Lane Kiffin couldn't believe it. And it's one of those things that nil obviously has been a talking point down here. And the different approaches that folks take, I think the overwhelming sentiment, and it was the one shared by both Darian Kennard and Josh Pascal is, you know, we're still putting the team first. I'm glad this is a thing now. Um, but even in Kentucky's case, they were like, you know, Kennard was like, I've got a year left. Like I, I really don't have time. He, he, he did the Justin Kale, and I ain't got time for that. You know, like, it's it, the year's going to fly by. I'll worry about nil when I'm a pro at the end of the year. Uh, you know, it would be cool, but, like, um, I'm good. Josh Pascal said the same thing. He's like, you know, we have our goals, and they're football goals. They aren't nil goals. Uh, although, I, I do think he might have been jockeying for uh, – a position with KSR because he he gave shout out to KSR to both me and Luckett when we asked questions in the ballroom. So I don't know. He, he may be trying a little bit harder than what he was leading off. Um, but I, in the case for a lot of these guys, they're trying to emphasize that nil is a good thing. Uh, we're not going to brag about our money. And the, the, the concern about folks in the locker room, uh, Pascal had the same exact take that I've said this whole time. Like, there's always jealousies in locker room over playing time or, or you know, whatever it may be. 
this isn't going to divide us. And and that 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 I've that's also been a theme. So um, I, I don't know if anybody down here is making Bryce Young money. I would guess the closest candidate would be uh, Ole Miss quarterback Matt Corral. Uh, but, I, you know, he, he wasn't showing up, like, throwing money out like he was Ted DiBiase, though. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, to the player's point, those things wouldn't have to be mutually exclusive. Like, you can, you, you should still have your team goals. But if you also are able to profit on the side, it's uh, it's almost like, you know, I didn't hear the question. It's almost like they misheard the question. And what are you more concerned about winning football games or the nil? Well, obviously, you'd hope everybody would say winning football games. But that's the that's going to be the nice thing about the nil is you can you can have that on the side and you can still go and. And, and set your team goals and have your standards and, and do all that exciting stuff. It's just yeah. the money's crazy. It's just a, another reminder that like we're we're gonna talk big league money with the uh, with some folks in, in college sports. And I would think Alabama quarterback too is m- better positioned than anybody. Uh, I mean, they're the show around here, and he's this hyped recruit. Like, and yes, he hasn't played yet, but it's. I mean. <laughs> I think the thought for businesses too is if you get in now, hell, he could. You might not be able to get him later. So uh, I, I think it's wise on all parties. Um, I, I I just appreciate that the the players are rebuffing like the kind of negative consequences because like you know Gene Chizik was I, he was talking to Feinbaum about well you know in the NFL everybody knows what they're making. Uh, that's not going to be the case here, and you're going to get some jealousies. And blah, I just think that's the most old man take out there. Yeah, just, yeah. I, I'm just, you know, I, I, just I, I, I agree with you. I think it's um, every locker room has issues. It, this is just going to be a young adults are going to be immature at times, and you'll have old adults be immature at yeah, times. Deion as well. Sanders. It's oh gosh, yeah. Um, I, I did. I want to talk about that, but just briefly, I, UNC. I know they did it. I'm sure other places will do it as well. But uh, they've jumped in on. Basically, they're going to be able to. Uh, they've got the first ever group licensing program with their student athletes, which means their student athletes are going to be able to benefit from name, image, likeness with UNC's official trademarks and logos. So, so like they could sell jerseys with their names on them. Correct. Like basically, and I, you know, this kind of borders close on, I think what the NCAA is worried about a little bit, but basically the university saying we're sharing the pie with you a little bit. Like when we sell merchandise, you're going to get, you, you will now have the right to get a kickback, which I guess the reason the NCAA was worried about this Roush was because, what if some university promises, you know, what if Oregon gets an apparel deal with Nike where, you know, it doesn't, they don't have to sell. We'll just print them and we're, we're getting an order for 20,000 shirts with your name on it. Uh, look at that. You're going to get a, you're going to get 70% of that. It could get close to basically the school's kind of pain, but the more and more we've talked about this folks, it's going to, it's just going to be that way. Like it's, it's, it, if it's not directly the school, it's going to be the school's favorite sponsor that, that could be signing a deal with these schools. So uh, I think that's the right thing for UNC to do. I agree that other schools should do it as well. And I don't know what a fair percentage is. I don't know what a good cut is. I don't know if it's specifically, 
you know, it's got to have your name on it or it's got to have your picture on it for you to see any of it. I don't know. I'd let people that know more about that stuff make those decisions. But this is going to be whatever school is going to be an arms race, but like the opposite, Roush, because it's going to be whatever schools are just going to be the most helpful and the most accommodating and really what schools are going to give the biggest kickback or be the most accessible to allow their student athletes to make money. I, this isn't a reset in college sports, but if I were a program that has traditionally been bad for the last decade, two decades, three decades, this is a good opportunity to just say, listen, we are wide open for business and we'll, this is a good chance to, to get to a more level playing field. I'm worried that Kentucky may come down a little bit if Mitch Barnhart doesn't get his butt into gear and make sure Kentucky's at the forefront of all this stuff. Uh, I don't. I haven't heard any updates about him pulling it together, Roush, or becoming more open to this nil stuff. So I still do worry about it slightly. Yeah the uh, the thing that I, I I'm just happy that we still have like that uh, that marketing company, you know, with Lofton and. Tony yeah. Delk and Ulyss, like that. That's that's gonna stuff's going to happen there. I'm pretty confident that that folks that want to get their money, they're going to get their money. I, I I'm sure they will. It's just you want you want to you want the press, you want the 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 public to know. Hey, Kentucky's doing that, or Kentucky basketball players are making this, or this Kentucky football player that. Because I just think it's good. It's good recruiting. It's good. It's good recruiting. UK and Cal, they've always been so good to talk about how much NBA money UK has made. They ain't going to shy away from that. Now they can throw in all endorsements, all all sorts of different things. And Kentucky should dominate it. So I look forward to seeing that happen. You want to get back to the text line a little bit? Let's mention Coach Prime, that that thing, because that was just a, a mess. Like Oh, yeah. Okay. So they had the SWAC media day, which – I don't think we ever would talk about the SWAC media day, but a reporter addressed said, Hey Dion, uh, so your team here and, and Dion was like, whoa, 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 you don't, he got all, he started sharing a, a bunch of, he just started talking all weird. You don't call Nick Saban, Nick, people who call him Nick get laughed out of the room uh, or get yelled at or, I, I'm Coach Prime. I'm not Dion, and walked out. And it had a lot of uh, a lot of the folks in the media biz rolling their eyes. And then he also went back and had some bizarre tweet afterwards. Said, "Hey, y'all are taking this out of context. I was just the interview was going to be over anyway." And I like, and he was talking to all third person, just very bizarre. Um, but I I think if you if you want to use a media days to draw attention to your program, uh, Deion Sanders did that. Yeah. Uh, seemed pretty silly. And, and here you kind of describe more of it does just seem like a way to kind of stay in the news and get people talking. So, um, real bizarre though, <laughs> real bizarre people. This is the obvious kind of no doy comment, but, uh, dress people respectfully. And if they don't like the way that you're addressing them, they should be mature and adult enough to to, to tell them that, again, respectfully, that mm-hmm. I would appreciate it maybe if you'd referred to me as or addressed me as. And then, assuming the other adult is an adult, 
they would say, oh, okay, if that's what you'd prefer, then not a big deal to me. I'll be sure to do that. And then wouldn't that be that? Right, right, yeah. And like, a, and a, and like <laughs> a, if people are just being mature and adults about things. Yeah, and especially too, whenever you know you're, you're, you're instru- it, it's often more times you get kind of critiqued for calling somebody coach rather than their first name. Except for that one TV reporter. Remember when he went viral last year? Yes, for I do. Saying that like only three people can call him Coach Saban, and I'm honored to call him Coach because I rode on his boat one time. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I thought it was more of like everybody should be calling him coach, and then people were like, "He's not your coach," and he was like, "Well, we hung out though, so I consider him coach." I thought it was something like that. It's so weird. We do you, you do see the media start to sniff their own farts and be like, "Oh, you should never address him as coach." Like address anybody how you want to address them, as long as it's respectful. And right. then if they if they have another preference, then change it based on the on the way that they want to be addressed. Because if they say that and it's public then you are being a little disrespectful if you're not saying that, or you don't care to be disrespectful. And that's also okay as well. If you're intentionally doing it, this was an unintentional thing, but he was just doing it to try to get some, uh, some eyeballs and ears and stay in the news cycle. And I don't get it. It's a, you know, you're in a tough job. You need to stay in your, your celebrity. You got the job because of your celebrity and your football background as well. But um, I, under, I understand what he's doing now that you kind of now that it's is what it is very clearly uh just stay in the news sort of deal mm-hmm. yeah hey uh let's hop on back over to that text line five zero two sure yeah four one four fourteen fifty a texture says this has to be the least hated nba championship team it seems like a great group of hard-working nice guys yeah i agree with that mm-hmm. i wish eric bledsoe was still around but uh it was. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, got to be tough to leave, and immediately they win the finals. <laughs> it's got to be real tough. That that would stink. And the Suns were his other former team. Like, man, who is he playing for this year anyway? I think he was with the Pelicans. Oh man, you what? Leave the championship winning team to go play with a bunch of Dukies. That's that's tough. Yep, yeah. you're right. Gosh. Yeah. Don't like seeing it. A texter said, so did Mac Jones take a pay cut by going to the NFL? No, but, you know, I get the rest. Yeah, yeah, I think he made like $14 million in his, so that's more than $1 million. Four years, although, 15.6. There we go. Yeah, although he, you know, he did eventually start some games and prove, proved himself a little bit, but that's good. Some companies are going to get burnt. But there are places that just have more money than they know what to do with. But good for the kids. I still don't understand, aka Justin, the people that are like, "Oh, I don't want these people making money. How dare you be happy?" It's because Justin understand. doesn't want to work. He's jealous. Mm. <laughs> You're not wrong, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> TJ, that's two straight wins in the Olympics for USA for Sweden. Sweden won four three in penalties in 2016. I do, I, I do know that Sweden has had some success against United States women's soccer. I did not, uh, and I remember them beating. You know, you remember the Japan loss. That's the good thing about United States women's soccer is you can remember the losses because there's so few of them. But yeah, all right, uh, we'll have to get them in the knockout stage because they kicked the United States butt in the group stage this morning. Shocking loss for United States women's national soccer team, and uh, they'll have to bounce back against Australia and New Zealand to. To advance, I'm sure they probably will do those things, though. 
How about SEC media days? Tennessee, Kentucky? Man, uh, I love too, TJ, that the the what everybody's kind of whispering about down here is just how terrible Tennessee is going to be. Oh, that's great. God, I just oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. I saw a lot of <laughs> saw a lot of dweebs at Norris Lake where and Tennessee stuff. They all look sad. Oh man, and Josh Heupel too. He. He, his opening remarks, he was like, you know, it's great to just represent this logo that just resonates from coast to coast. The the power of the T is strong, and we're going to bring that strength back and the logo and blah, 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 blah. Gross. Well, if it's strong, then why does it need to be brought back? Exactly, because hmm. they hmm. stink. They do. They do do stink. They really be stinking. A texter says, any reports on how – Michael Donut Drennan is doing. Is he expected to get significant playing time at wide receiver this season? A name that hasn't been thrown around a lot since mm-hmm. really committing to Kentucky, Roush. Yeah, yeah, really hasn't a lot. Uh, that, that's going to be one of those that we're going to have to hear more uh, during camp because I, I didn't expect a lot from him initially. And I know that like, like Chauncey Magwood got some play in the spring – because he's one of these kind of, uh, for lack of a better term, he's a psycho. He's he's kind of like the Benny Snell, Darian Kennard. Like, I'm going to work my tail off, and it's so much that so that it's weird. Like, you kind of think I'm weird that I'm such a hard worker and I'm so dedicated to football. Drennan's not in that same, uh, you know, he, he was always just a, a great athlete that didn't have to, put in that extra work. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And obviously he can do that this summer. But whenever Stoops was asked about wide receivers, you know, he talked uh, outside of Ollie and Robinson. Uh, he talked about Isaiah Epps, like, needing to stay healthy and also shouted out Tay-Tay Crooms again. So I don't know if the Butler product showed them a lot in the spring, and that's why they're bringing them up. I don't know if they're using this as a tactic to kind of push Tay-Tay to be more consistent but I can say that they have raised the bar for him, uh, and they're they're giving him the opportunity to see the field. So maybe Tay-Tay is the kind of surprise speed guy that ends up uh, showing up on, on the falls this Saturday. Yeah, you can always – you got to notice that stuff. Who, who keeps getting brought up? Who keeps getting talked about? Tay-Tay certainly one of those players. I did want to mention switching total gears Ooh, here. I, I'm also going to say uh, I did a birth of prudent thing there. I just said on falls this Saturday, so – um, yeah, cut that clip up, Trevor. It's going to be funny. On Saturdays this fall. Well, yeah. yeah. Gosh. Hey, buddy. Maybe uh, you don't you let allow that to be like little Easter eggs for the listeners. Let them catch us on our stupid on our stupid phrases. See, but I want them to know that I'm not actually you, stupid, but I like I'm aware of my, my buddy, I'm, I'm self aware. Anybody that's listened to this radio show more than a week, we the we 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 told on ourselves. <laughs> we we told on ourselves uh, Ohio State game is going to be in Las Vegas for UK basketball when Kentucky basketball takes on Ohio State in the CBS Sports Classic CBS Sports Classic the worst run event uh, ever probably mm-hmm. they uh, they will play Ohio State in Las Vegas that's a really fun trip that UNC game out in Vegas was one of my favorites uh, non-tournament UK games that was a blast highly recommend it it's going to be a hell of a lot cheaper than New York City and an easier ticket to get than uh, Kansas and, and Michigan as well. Kentucky's got some big-time matchups, folks. It's a really, really, really tough schedule. Really uh, tough. 
All right, TJ, you can only go to one Kentucky road game this year. Who are you going to? Duke at MSG, Ohio State in Vegas, Kansas at the Fog, or Michigan in Ann Arbor? That's a good question. If I could only go to one, well, you know, I guess, all right, let's let's assume you're having to pay your own expenses. This isn't like a dream vacation. If it's a okay. dream vacation, you're probably doing Duke in New York City because that's the most expensive. So if it's free, you may as well go, go big. But if I'm doing this, as, it really comes down to probably two for me. Either Ohio State and Las Vegas, because I know I can probably do that trip for realistically under a thousand bucks if you really want to. Yep. Um, you may not be eating at the nicest restaurants, but that's all right. Or you may be staying at Circus Circus, but that's okay as well, too. It's a hotel room. So you can do Ohio State really cheap. Kansas, I really would highly recommend getting to Fog Allen. You just don't know when Kentucky's going to be back. It probably will be, you know, within the next 10 years, they'll play there again. Maybe in the next five is even conceivable. But you just don't know when it's going to be. So that's a that's just a cool place to watch a basketball game. Then I'd go – then I guess I'd go Duke only because of the Coach K factor last, you know, last yeah. game against Kentucky probably. And then the trip to Ann Arbor would be great as well. That would be a really good time. And when Kentucky when, – when will Kentucky be back in Ann Arbor? You never know. But nobody really talks about, like, Ann Arbor for the basketball atmosphere. So I'd have that. Chrysler Arena always seems like it's popping, but I'd have that number four. There's my list. What about you? So I'm different than you too. That you've like you've been to a lot of those places. Okay, I know you've been to the Fog before, uh, and I I really want to see a game there. I do think Michigan has a great atmosphere as well, and they're going to be good. So that would be fun. Uh, but yeah, I'm. Uh, I think I've got to just just for the Coach K factor, and never been to New York City, Madison Square Garden. I think I, that would be my my top choice. It's just so expensive, but yeah, that, that's gonna be that's gonna be a blast. That, that'll tough be ticket. A, ticket. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a tough ticket. It's an expensive city, but you can't go wrong with any of them. Uh, I'm just waiting for folks to complain about the rough schedule. Three, two, one. I'm sure it's probably already happening. Uh, Texer says Scooter Dingus is definitely a front wiper. Is that true? Oh my goodness, Justin! I, I think you. I I think you might have to just quit at lot. I mean, wow, what a burn! Didn't Trevor come out as a front wiper? <sighs> Maybe. I think he did. Either way, really disturbing. Yeah. If you are. Uh, Texer says to Trevor Luckett, "I'm not a Saints fan." Justin's got to mute himself. To I'm not a Saints fan, but at least they had reason to take bags off their head. Let us know when the Bengals can say that. Hashtag suck it, Cincy Sports. Wow. Wow. That's true. Wow. Yep. Hey, but the Bengals, AFC North, it's going to be just an absolute hoot. I can't wait to watch from afar. Steelers going to win it all. First time texter here. How's the appraisal biz? I heard your brother is also an appraiser and does circles around you. Word on the street is he's the appraiser to use in town. Uh, that came from my brother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Johnny. Nice try, buddy. Nice try. Uh, a texter says, you've been brainwashed by Big Shampoo. How do you think Jesus Christ washed his hair? He had a beautiful head of hair. <laughs> <laughs> he had very fair skin and blue eyes. Too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point about the shampoo. Big Big shampoo maybe has me here, and whatever mm -hmm. I'm doing certainly not working. So you may right. you may be onto something, Texter. Do folks say porta pot these days? It's been called porta potty my whole life. Yeah, I, I call it different. You catch me tomorrow, I may say something different. 
Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Uh, a texture says Ralph drinks Crown Royal at Family Reunions is this show's most famous drop. For noobs, it's a quote where Ralph refers to himself in the third person. Can you find it, Justin, or is that Trevor work? I uh, have Roush and his sister been family reunioning in a sea of Crown Royal. Is Nick wasted right now, but hiding it well? Was he up all night, blackout, arrested? He uh, wasn't no. arrested, but I think he could have been up all night. No Crown Royal. Uh, did did bring down a bottle of Calumet Farm, and that that's some good stuff there. That is good. Uh, yeah. Justin, maybe you can find that for tomorrow. John texted in. John here. Good morning to all. The Bucks and Giannis is who we thought they were, but they will not go back-to-back. I wonder if CP3 stays or goes. I think he goes unless the Suns add a big-name free agent. Hey, have you seen or had a pair of L.A. gear light-up shoes? They were cool growing up but they made hide and seek in the dark tough i would like to see an nba star bring a light up shoe back in style we'll got to go talk to you later i'm i did have a light up shoe at some point they were just like little red flasher at the end but now we're out at weddings you'll see some like adult light up shoes those look kind of neat but only in like a wedding atmosphere yeah yeah that's true and and that's what i brought up it's kind of like a fun little gimmick yeah but you're not wearing them all day although I bet I would be turning heads if I showed up rocking some L.A. gears to SEC media days. My guess is Chris Paul stays. If I were the Suns, I would not pay a cornucopia of money to keep him to stay. But if you can get it for a good price, you may want to keep the band together, see if you can bring somebody in. That's that's, And I think what you tell Paul, too, is like, hey, you know we're close. What is cut a deal with you so we can have enough money to go get somebody else too? one of those kind of things? Yeah. Yeah. A texter says, Nick, the players are being coached on what to say with the nil. They are going to say the right things. This will be a problem at some point. You can't act like this stuff won't happen. Just because a senior says something that they have been coached to say, it doesn't mean that the concerns aren't invalid. Also didn't uh, Paschal say that he was set up for assigning a KS bar after the first game, seems like the nil is still a high priority for him. Oh wow, that would yeah, not sure about that. Um, but I do think that you're full of baloney, sir. Like the 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 point is, will it be a deal? Yes, things are already deals. Like it's not going to be any more of a big deal that the star running back is getting more interviews. The star running back is getting more airtime. The star running back is going on college game day. Like you don't think people were jealous of Benny Snell? Like that. Yeah. That, that's that that's my point is that nil is going to be another byproduct in these kind of jealousies so like so, i don't think that it's anything new it's just uh it's always been a part of what coaches have had to do to cultivate a good culture in a locker room texter look at it more as this is another locker room speed bump but it's not a locker room close the gates like yes it will probably be a factor for some teams some players some coaches at some point it's just bound to happen but it's not going to stop a team from being able to operate it's this is just Mm -hmm. going to be another thing you'll deal with egg zachary um texas says love how josh and darian both seem so focused and confident on getting to atlanta if that mindset is widespread throughout this team that has to make everyone that much more excited I think it is. You just let, let's start by beating Florida. Yes. Gosh, man, I hate Dan Mullen. Man, I just there's so many teams now that I just really don't like. Ah, oh, put them. Oh. Let's get them all. 
Well, we're running out of time, but we've we've got a lot more talking season to get to. Texture mm-hmm. says Trevor doesn't wipe. Poop to shower. Gross. All right. <laughs> we're out of time. Uh, everybody have a good day. Luck it. Have a have a great birthday. And enjoy Alabama. Another day of the SEC. Let's see mm-hmm. what Leach has to say. Should be a good time, Roush. We look forward to seeing what else you've got going on down there. Can't wait. Can't right. wait. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks, everybody, for the text of the show. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Roll, Big X Sports. Roll, roll. Roll.